Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. He's back after a, uh, a short lead-up. Fred Hastings for On The Pace on a Sunday morning. Freddie, good morning to you. G'day, Simon. Yeah, it's been uh, it's a, certainly a good time to come back. I mean, the carnival, even though unofficially didn't start last night, uh, it, it was the qualifier or a, a night where we saw a qualifier for the Chariots of Fire. The Carnival of Miracles, of course, kicks off on uh, the 18th of February. For, it runs for three weeks, but we had the uh, the first of the, the qualifiers last night at Menangle. Next week, we have the Pale Face Adios. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of a precursor to the official carnival. Now, we'll better touch, first of all, on the big group one at Tabcourt Park, Melton, last night, which was the, the time-honoured AG Hunter Cup. And the, the mid-race sensation, Freddie, was copy that, the favourite for the affair, being eased out of the race. Yeah, look, it, it, it pulled out with a lap to go. Uh, he, he really over-raced early, tried to find the lead, couldn't get it over-raced. Now, I'm still trying to get, uh, you know, a, a full um, uh, rundown of the exact... I've heard conflicting stories that he may have bled uh, and that he choked down. So I'm waiting for the uh, the, the official uh, uh, news, but uh, certainly uh, the horse has been stood down for 28 days pending a vet certificate. Um, they, they're going to scope the horse, uh, an endo- endoscopic... Um, uh, so we're sort of uh, in the position where um, we've got uh, got to wait and see what happens there in terms of uh, the vet's report. But certainly uh, the race was a, a terrific race on Alua Bay. It was an amazing drive by David Moran, uh, and it took the race from I Cast No Shadow for Jason Grimson and Jack Trainer, and Old Town Road wound up in third. But uh, on Alua Bay, really deserved that win. And, of course, uh, David Moran, if you get to watch the race, it was an incredible performance by the horse, uh, uh, an incredible performance by the driver. So Spirit of St. Louis was the one that was leading. Was a copy of that that was going around and pouring the pressure on? I remember it sustained a fair bit of pressure for the, the first half of the race, and that probably softened it up for Onalua Bay. And, as you said, a great piece of driving from David Moran. He pulled him back to the, the peg line, got the sprint lane to victory, and, uh, and it was all over. But before the, uh, before the point yeah. of the turn, you got the feeling on Alua Bay was the winner, didn't you? Oh, look, he was four deep and he was working around them. And, and somehow uh, David Moran has been able to spot a gap back to the inside, uh, steered back and got the sprint lane run. It was a terrific performance. Speed I cast no shadow. Old Town Road ran third. Uh, and expensive ego, he was four deeper uh, at one point near the turn, and he ended up actually getting um, to the outside, and then he, he ran through the line okay, and we ended up running in uh, in fifth spot, Spirit of St. Louis running sixth. But it was a terrific uh, race, and Donalua Bay and David Moran full honours. The Pure Steel was the race before that was taken out by David uh, Aiken and Nathan Jack there with Cranbourne. Uh, so that was at Melton last night. What about closer to home, Freddie, at uh, headquarters? Yeah, Jack Trainer. He trained three winners on the program. Simon, uh, we saw a very talented uh, Kiwi in the fast class race, BD Joji. I was impressed with him. First up for a couple of months, ran, uh, ran 150.5 in winning, uh, sitting parked outside them. Beat Reactor now, JOK and Where You've Been Bopping. Some good fast class horses, but BD Joe certainly announced himself on the uh, stage as far as the carnival upcoming with a very good performance. And the feature race, I mentioned the qualifier for the 
Chariots of Fire, Hondo Grattan Stakes. It was run at Group 3 level and again a very classy Kiwi to the fore. And the pilot still is Republican Party. My ultimate Ronnie is about three metres away second. Mahomes all dressed up but can't get to the party for the moment. They were followed further back then by Tim's a trooper. Pinching peg runs up on the inside and the rest headed by Mr Ibiza. The leader is vulnerable. It's just in front here as they come on down with 150 to go. Republican Party. Now it's got a kick. It's starting to pull away again on the outside finishing on again as my ultimate Ronnie bursting through Tim's a trooper but he's going to trump them at Republican Party too good camera miners flashing through on the inside there late was Tim's a trooper lightning Dan is right up there Mahomes pegs. So to replay the concluding stages there of the group three Honda Grattan Stakes Freddie and joining us on the line to have a chat with you now is Carter Dalgetty he's on the line Carter good morning to you. G'day guys Good on you, uh, Carter. Terrific performance by the horse. Uh, I mentioned BDJ was first up since December. Your bloke was as well. Sat uh, or found the lead and, and, and just staved them off. At one stage at the top of the lane, it went through my mind calling the race, but gee, they're coming at him left, right and centre, but gee, he found a kick. Yeah, that's right, Fred. Um, as you guys will uh, learn about this horse, he's such a casual customer and um, he sort of waits for his opposition to come to his wheel at and he'll um, sort of tease them a bit, but he'll never let them get past. So, yeah, it was a good, um, comfortable win. And as you say, he was first up for a while with no trials. So he was pretty short going into it, and he's going to be a lot better next time. Yeah, did he have a bit of a blow afterwards, Carter? Yeah, he did. He had a healthy blow, but he did recover really quick. So um, that was a good sign. But we did know that um, we were pretty undone. But, yeah, obviously class does prevail. What I was impressed, I mean, he went out in 27-2, but he got home in 26 when the chips were down. He, he, he really fought. It was that mid-race, I guess you said casually, he, he probably relaxed nicely for you. And, and, and that 30.4 second quarter certainly may, may well have been the big factor there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was probably a slight bit surprised there wasn't more pressure during the race, hence we could get away with the 30 quarter, but... Yeah, it's probably what makes him so good. Like, just wherever he travels, he's just so relaxed in his racing. And even if he's parked or out the back or in front, he's, he's just so laid back. And, and being a cult, it's a good attribute. So, mm. yeah, to rip home in 26 flat, it's, yeah, it was good signs. I was going to ask you, you just sort of touched on that little answer there. Is he, is he an adaptable horse? Is he versatile? We saw him up front. You know, last night, but is, is he equally as potent when he's driven off the speed? Yeah, he's one of those horses you would have seen like in his New Zealand races. He's been mm. on the top end a lot, but it's just called it sort of because of circumstances, like you've drawn well and you're sort of obligated to use your draw, yeah. but personally, he's such a high-speed horse, so I think he would really fly off a helmet and he'd just follow any speed, so um, as I was saying, in front, he sort of waits for them, but he'll, he'll never run away and win by sort of 10 metres on his own, but if he's got something to chase, he's really lethal. Now, you probably, you know, leading up to your race, would have seen the Bonanza in Melbourne, and you would have been very familiar with uh, Captain Ravishing and the hype around this horse. But it is hype that's very, very much justified, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Like, he's an absolute freak, that horse. And to be honest, he's probably one of the best horses I've ever seen at the races, to be honest, just the way that, he puts pay to his rivals and just runs away and does it so easy. And, yeah, he's a gorgeous horse. And, um, yeah, he's going to run some serious time around an angle. You went 152-4. And, and, look, clear you didn't want to knock the horse around. You were more intent on getting him through first up. But 
has he got the capacity uh, to be you know, running times that we anticipate, and this is all the guesswork, Carter, but anticipate Captain Ravishing might want to run to be able to beat him in a, in a race like the Chariots. I mean, it's a race we've seen them consistently break uh, the 150 in, and obviously the winner uh, goes through to the, to the Miracle Mile and, and have always... And in fact, I think the place getters in the last six or seven uh, Chariots have actually uh, placed in a Miracle Mile. So... Uh, it's a good race, uh, the Chariots, from a future viewpoint for the Miracle Mob. But can your bloke run those sort of, you know, off-the-chart times? Yeah, well, it's. I think, as you say, this year, it's probably one of the hottest fields we've have, had in a wee while with Captain Ravishing and that. And it looks like there's horses that are going to run some really silly times. And I think mm. it's pretty easy to say they're going to break 50 and probably going to go well under it. But, um, yeah, that's... I think my guy's really going to suit it because cause he's so relaxed. He, he'll just follow any speed, or if he's got pressure, yeah. he'll run with it, and he just doesn't even know that he's doing it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think without a doubt, like we wouldn't um, we wouldn't bring him all this way if we didn't think he could run a serious mile. The Dalgetty name—it's it's a very famous name in Australasian harness racing. Uh, of course, uh, you train this horse in partnership with uh, with with your dad, Cran, who's who's a, a legend in the sport. You're making your way in the sport, and we, we first got a glimpse of you 12 months ago, and it's hard to believe it was 12 months ago when you travelled across uh, last year for the carnival. You're back this year. In the 12 months, Carter, just take us through your journey. How, how do you feel you've uh, you know settled into the role of, of you know harness racing trainer driver? Oh, it's been pretty amazing, to be honest, the last 12 months uh, since I've been back here. It feels like a lot longer than that, I will say, just probably because of what's happened, but I've been lucky, obviously, to drive a horse like Republican Party and, and Krug, we had a super year at home with him, and yeah, it's, I really do like coming over here, I love the style of racing at Menangle, and uh, we don't get a lot of miles, uh, races home in New Zealand, so to drive against different uh, horses and drivers and trainers, I think it does make you better, and especially when you're at this top level, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, do we do we expect potentially for you to maybe you know come across the ditch more frequently in in coming months, or maybe even have a stint over here uh, like your great mate Jack Trainer? Did he come across? And we, we can't send him home. He's, he's here to stay, Carter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I remember when when De- uh, no, when uh, Jack left our place. Mm. I think it was just on ten years ago, and he said, oh, "I'm just going to go have a look over in Sydney." And, what do you know, 10, 10 years later, he's he's still here and just killing it. So, yeah, it's not out of the question for me. Um, we've got a nice wee team at home at the moment, so we might might run a few of them through and hopefully can bring a couple more over. But, yeah, I do really enjoy it in Sydney. Awesome. Well, we enjoy having you, mate. Uh, thanks for giving us some time this morning. And certainly uh, it's an exciting time uh, as we launch into the Carnival uh, Republican Party um, and uh, let's see if he, uh, pardon the pun, can trump them again in uh, the big race in two weeks' time. Yeah, I hope so, Fred. We're going to give him every chance. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting race. Good on you. Thanks for your time, Carter. No, thank you. Carter Dalgetty there, Simon. A really, you know, we talk about the horse being casual and laid back. I don't think I've uh, come across a more laid back uh, type than Carter. Probably the only one that comes close to him is another of his Kiwi counterparts, Jack Trainer. both very laid-back Kiwis, and uh, they're both kicking goals, and uh, it's good to have Carter back 
on Australian soil. And his horse will certainly go into the chariot, Simon, as a, a real chance. But by G, Captain Ravishing, uh, he is an amazing animal, a freak, as Carter just said, and uh, I can't wait to see him in the flesh go around at Manangle. Absolutely. Uh, was there anything else for us, Fred, before we wrap it up? No, that's uh, just about it. Of course, uh, coming up uh, next week, we have the Palface Adios, the second of the qualifiers for the chariots. And don't forget the Carnival of Miracles. It uh, effectively kicks off uh, with the Newcastle Mile, the 17th of February. It's a Friday. That's a qualifier for the Miracle Mile. And then you've got the Chariots of Fire uh, being run on the Saturday, the 18th. Uh, ladies' Night the following week, and it all culminates on the 4th of March with the Miracle Mile, uh, the 2023 uh, edition of the Miracle Mile, mate.